calling all PWR Network fans and followers. Heads up. For a limited time, we're offering a lifetime registered PWR membership for the flat one-time cost of 20 bucks. When we reach 90,000 registered lifetime members, and that's just 1% of our documented 9 million listeners, this lifetime membership offer ends. To learn more about all the perks that you're going to get as a PWR Network fan and follower, visit pwrtalk.com today. Click the Gratitude Options button at the top and check out all your perks. Aloha, Soul Dancer here, your host for Soul Searching, and a quick shout out to PWR Network. Thank you to Lillian Caldwell for creating a station where I can produce quality shows that are then rebroadcast numerous times throughout the week, the month, and the year. The level of value I receive for my payment for my hosting program is priceless. Folks, come on out to pwrtalk.com and click on the About link and check out what it takes to be a host. I'm sure you'll be quite surprised at how easy it is to join our family. Or even more simply, give Lillian a call at 734-827-9406. Again, to become a host, give Lillian a call at 734-827-9406. I look forward to you becoming part of our family. Aloha! Welcome back to PWR Network, the world in your hands. And a gracious welcome back. You're listening to Soul Dancer, the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth, and we're in a 12-week journey to increase our confidence with ease and grace. We're on week six of 12, and on this sixth week, we're talking about relationships, building solid relationships. And Stu, welcome back to the show, and please, let's get the ball rolling. Thanks, Solva. It's uh, good to be here. So yeah, I want to welcome the listeners to this sixth part of the uh, Confidence Reality Series. Uh, we're halfway through now, so that's, um, uh, that's just gone so quick, I can't believe it. I want to find out more about those guests. You can go to bit.ly.com forward slash confidence cast. That's B-I-T-L-Y dot com forward slash confidence cast. And you can root around on there and, and look at our profiles and, and find out about everybody and what we're doing and stuff. And leave comments there and, and, and let us know how you're getting on and, and if you're enjoying it. Now, before we get into tonight's show about these relationships, I just wanted to do a very, very quick recap of where we've where we've come from in these last six weeks, just in case any of the listeners out there are just joining us for this, for this show, this is their first show, but also as a little recap to anybody that maybe has been here from the beginning. So just a quick one-minute recap. We, we kind of started off with this treasure hunt where we did an inventory of our stuff, made a connection between what our stuff means to our confidence and how much in confidence we imbue in our stuff and then what would happen if we, if we lost it all. And then we went on to like a skills inventory to compare what we think we're good at as opposed to what other people who know us think we're good at. And then kind of seeing where the overlap is in there, seeing where where they might think we're good at things we didn't realize and maybe they didn't think we were good at things we thought we were, et cetera. Then we did some comparing and and then how how does comparing ourselves with other people affect our confidence? Last week we were doing this worth timeline where we we kind of go back through our, our history 
over our income, our health, our relationships over the last few years, and we, and we kind of see if there are any patterns there. And when we recognize those patterns, we might see that money happens, you know, we get more money, but we also get sicker, you know, our health deteriorates. And we might start to, to, to figure out, actually, where are we maybe self-sabotaging ourselves by looking at those patterns that we see. So that's where we've got to so far. This week, we're talking about, as Sol Wright said, relationships, quality versus quantity, and how we can build those relationships and, and, and make them deeper, get to know people better, and how those relationships then can actually affect our confidence. And also, we might be able to affect other people's confidence by actually finding out more about them. So who would like to start us off out of the guests? on what they might have, you know, captured from this uh, chapter this week. Yeah, hi, this is Jace. Yeah, hi, Jace. Great, hi, Stuart. Yeah, I, I had a really great experience this weekend. Sarah and I drove over to California for a, a team meeting, and then a friend invited us over his house. And we had to drive back to Vegas, and I was kind of hemming and hawing, but it just felt like the right thing to do. And when I got there, I got to have with this guy, and one of his best friends was in town, and her whole family was – I felt a lot more just at ease in my skin, and I think going through these calls have helped. And I got to just really celebrate with these people and see what they're up to and share what I'm up to. And the thing that keeps coming to me is we're so much bigger in other people's opinion of ourselves than, than we are in our own opinions of ourselves. And it was just kind of a magical day from uh, – Seeing these guys, they're just sharing from the heart to I got to take my dog down to the beach and he went in the ocean for the first time. And I, and I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't willing to just really be with people without managing how I came across and how they thought of me and just being able to be there with them. So just like being yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when you be yourself like that, you, you act differently. We, we, we kind of spoke about this a couple of weeks ago about how we interact with different people differently because either we feel the need to or, or they just bring out a different aspect of, of us. So you obviously, when you went and had that experience with, with those people, you, I'm guessing, just tapped into who, you know, the core Jace. Yeah. Is that yeah. Or another way to put it is I didn't let myself get in my head about Jace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't get in your own way. Exactly. Well, this is Elaine. I really like the part in the chapter about teacher-student relationships because mm. I think that's where I am now in my job. I, you know, I left the corporate world and I've decided to open up my own little shingle. And my business partners, one built a million-dollar business in a year, and I have two more that are on their way. I'm really trying to be mentored by them, and they're very good about it. They call me all the time, and they're helping me out. I want to do what they're doing. <laughs> so I'm going to make a million dollars, but I'd like to at least have a social business to pay. Maybe a six-figure salary would be great. So that's my goal, and I've got, but that student-teacher relationship is what was at the heart of the chapter for me because it's exactly what I'm doing now. It's also about how we reciprocate within that, isn't it? Cause I, I think personally that if you are going to a mentor that you've already established, that you've already got a relationship with, it's what can I bring to, and actually it's, it's touched upon in the chapter about these win-win situations. You're, you're getting something from these people, but yeah. what do you get to give them in return? Does, does that ever kind of, do you ever think about it and think, oh, I must I must give them something back in some oh, way? Oh, I think I do. One of my business partners I'm very, very close to, we actually met in the Bible study group. 
think I give her back I know, just a good friendship. We love being with each other and we laugh and we have a good time and I think we just have a great friendship in that way. We'll probably always be in each other's lives. But the other part that I didn't mention is I also am learning this business and I have two other business partners that are brand new to the business, even more recent than me, and I'm passing the training that I'm giving, that I'm learning on to them. So it's kind of continuing the whole process, passing on the information. Yeah, so you, your mentors might be taking something from you which is maybe unrelated to you know to the business opportunity, but right. they're still they're still getting something back. But you're passing the business opportunity back down the line to people who yep. are who are maybe haven't been into it as long as you have. Um, right. And I'm guessing they pro- they probably are are thinking, oh, I wonder what I can do for Elaine in return for all this. Maybe, yeah. Again, they've got good friendships. I didn't know either one of them when I started this business. They've become very good friends and business partners. So, yeah, we talk every day, and it's great. We just have a great time. We support each other through everything, whether it's isogenous yes, related or not. <laughs> well, that is reciprocation, isn't it? It was great um, to have those relationships. Mm, and the, the quality relationships as well, isn't it? And this, this is what it's all about. We can we can get to know you know a hundred people, but how can how well can we know a hundred people? really getting to know 10 people really well, really deeply, and having a, a really excellent reciprocal relationship with them is more important than knowing 100 people in a shallow way. Right. And I think Saul writes about that in the chapter. I remember him saying mm. it something about quality, not quantity, somewhere in this chapter. And also getting to know people that want to get to know you. And he mentioned in the chapter that sometimes it's hard to get to know people. They don't want to get to know you or... You know, there's be a barrier between you, but you just take what you can from it, go with whatever's comfortable for them, just meet them where they are. And so that was a good well, learning too. You know, everyone may be caring about everything that you do. <laughs> so that's right, I and mean, we've got to resonate with these people, haven't we? I mean, we can't force it. Me and Anna were having a uh, conversation a bit earlier today in preparation, and we and that's one of the things we touched upon was how you can't force a relationship. You've got to fall into a kind of like a resonance, like a vibration with each other, where right. you both find it quite, I don't know, I don't want to say the word easy, because not all relationships are easy, but they can still be valuable, but it, but sometimes when a relationship just seems like a hell of a lot of hard work, you, you, you've got to wonder, why am I doing this? Right, right, and so talks about that as well, sometimes you just need to jettison people that just should not be in your life or not contributing to your happiness, or they're always upset about something, or they live in chaos, or they're using you. I think Joel had mentioned that in the chapter, that they're using you for their purposes and not really caring about what you need. And so those are people you yeah. may want to actually get out of your address book. <laughs> so um, there are a lot of good points in this chapter. This was a great chapter. I thought this was great. Monica, you had something to add to that? Well, gosh, as, as uh, the conversation goes on, I keep thinking about more and more things. <laughs> Yet... I just I love the the statement quality over quantity. I actually have used that a lot and I want to create that in all areas of my life. And it's interesting when you start looking at your relationships like and taking that statement to a deeper level of understanding. You know, as we take inventory of our lives like wow, okay. Am I really practicing this? It's a challenge. To, to do so, and I have <laughs> recognized where I've been doing good with it and areas that I, that I haven't been. You guys are talking about, you know, kind of like with chemistry with people, that some people you click with right away, and the conversation is uh, very, very easy to have and enjoyable to have, and you're on the same kind of energy. I, in fact, with my recent trip, my recent giving adventure in Peru, 
I was pretty aware of of the people that I really connected to and the ones that I wasn't so much. Even though I wasn't reading the chapter at the time, the quality of her quantity was kind of in the forefront of my mind. And I was decided that I was going to spend less time with those situations that seemingly were pulling energy out of me than the ones that were that we were reciprocating really well. It's it's interesting when you when when you're fully aware and in that space where you recognize it really fast, it's kind of a, it's kind of a trip, it's kind of amazing. And it's it's easy to move forward with. I'm excited that we're talking about this right now actually. It's an interesting topic. Do you ever get a situation where you get surprised where you think you've got a relationship a pretty good relationship with one person and maybe not another, but when the chips are down, it's the one that you didn't have such a great relationship with that comes through and, and really kind of helps in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that that comes with making assumptions about people. Mm. You know, and that is it's it's like a subconscious thing that happens automatically. I know I have been surprised by people in my life and grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose when we get to know people a bit deeper, that the one this is this is the danger, I suppose, of just taking the surface level of somebody and going, oh yeah, I really resonate with this person, and so you start to get to know them. But actually, when you actually use this chapter and some of the questions and some of the techniques of actually sort of discovering more about people on a deeper level, it may turn out that the person that you got on well with straight away doesn't have that much in common with you after all. And actually, it really was the other person that you didn't hit it off with immediately. And, and so maybe when we get surprised like that, it's, it's that coming to the fore where, where that person kind of like really helps you out. And when they're helping you out, you, you probably end up getting to know them a bit better, better. And then you ask yourself, oh, why didn't I get to know this person more in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> mm. I've been caught in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose uh, part of that getting to know people also, some, what, some of the things that are holding us back from that are like procrastinations, where we hold ourselves back from asking something from somebody or offering something to somebody that we think might, might need our help. Uh, and we were, again, me and Anna were talking a little bit about that uh, earlier on. Do you want to expand upon that, Anna? I'd love to. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about, um, I. When I was reading this chapter, I felt very fortunate because I have conversations with people I don't know uh, on a weekly basis through the, the radio station, my radio station, Universal Energy Radio. And what I found was in the beginning when I wanted to reach out to people and have them on the show, and it kind of encompasses everything we've been talking about, sort of that worthlessness issue, like who am I to ask them to be on the show with me? And so I would, I would kind of put it off and put it off and put it off. And then I'd say, wait a second, I really would like to have a conversation with this person that seems, they seem interesting. I've read some information about them, or maybe I, I listened to them somewhere else. And I thought, why not ask them? I mean, really, they, can, they have a choice, yes or no. And so when I started sending out my little email saying, hey, would, I, I love you know, your information. I love what you're talking about. I would like to have a conversation with you. And sending that out there, and I've been so fortunate, um, of course, had a mix of yeses and nos, and some of those yeses have been amazing conversations with all kinds of folks. That, and, and I will tell you that it's, 
it really is a confidence builder when you have somebody like uh, Sharon Lecter or Carol Look or um, Paul Dolman or these guys that are they're, they're authors, they're speakers, they're people who are out there and they just want to one have a, a just a, a conversation with you, but they they're sharing things out in the world and I find that through those connections I've I've gotten other connections and so. Um, yes, I might not talk, I mean, that might be the only conversation I ever have with them, but on a few of them, I maintain some semblance of connectivity with them. There's a, you know, a little message that flies back and forth on Facebook or maybe an email here and there. And what's really cool is when you get to know them, they are, gen- they're, we're all alike. I mean, they're just us. They're the same thing. And I thought, gosh, you know, I waited so long, I procrastinated for for how long before I pushed the button and sent the invitation to be on the show. And it's like if I had not procrastinated, and and I don't look back and and feel bad or anything about that. I just know that had I just made the decision to make the connection, (laughs) it it would have... I suppose that's what it comes down to, that procrastination is born out of our level of self-worth. Yes. Um, so we're, we're thinking, oh, why would they want to talk to us? Like, right. they're, they're well off, they're pretty successful, they're pretty well known or whatever, and I'm just me, and I'm I, nobody knows me, I'm an unknown person, they don't know me, why would they even bother to talk to me? Mm-hmm. But as you just said, everybody's just another person. Right. You know, but they were you and me before they were them, you know, <laughs> if you look, look at it that way. They were, they were a nobody before they were somebody, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully certainly in the arena that we're kind of in here, which is like self-improvement and self-help and, and kind of giving to people, that uh-huh. we would hope that we would want to connect with people that also had that like-mindedness and would want to actually look back down the ladder, as it were, and go, yeah, I want to help somebody else up now. Now I've got to this level. I want to reach back and help somebody up. And uh-huh. so I think we can, we, as you say, when, when you actually reach out and you get a yes from somebody, you might get eight, nine, ten no's before you get a yes. Uh-huh. But you've got to get hurdle when you get that yes it's like wow that person actually they know me that they've responded to me yeah that's that's a huge confidence builder mm-hmm. you know one of the things that i want to say uh, for folks out there who say oh well you're on a radio show or you've got your own webinars or you've got your own book or things like that a lot of times just reaching out to that person and asking if you've got a question and I'll, I'll use um, soul as a, a prime example. Like I remember when I wanted to call and I just, it was like, who am I <laughs> to call to be on this show? And at the same time, I'm like, wait a second, this is drawing my attention. So it was like making that first move to say, hi, yes, I'd, I'd, I'd be open to auditioning for this. And then what, and truly like having him say, well, contact me and having that conversation. And I will tell you it, he's so wonderful to talk to. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to talk to this guy? And it's like, you know, if you tell people, you can call him and have a conversation with him. He's an mm-hmm. author. He's he's this, he's a, he's a, a mentor. He's a coach. It's like, why wouldn't you want to call and talk to him? But some people, you do, you have this, this mental block in your head that says, wait a second, who am I? Again, who am I? And then a lot of times, like I've had people contact me and say, you want to can I talk to you? And it's like, yes. And what I found, it's kind of turned around because I'll say, well, I have this, these openings in my schedule. What do you want? And then it's, there's no response. You know, the ball's back at you. So it's following through as well and making sure that if you want to connect, connect. I mean, do that connection. Yeah. You still have, I still, I still have that. Why would they want to talk to me? Why would they? It, it goes through our head. So I guess the question Let's is. Let's reverse that. 
let's reverse that for a second and, and think yeah. for, a, for a moment. Let's imagine somebody is further down the ladder than us, just using the ladder metaphor as, as a, just as a vehicle to put the point across. There's, they're further down the ladder. So if we got a call from somebody that was much further down the ladder than us and they asked us for some help with something, would we gladly help them? Because if we wouldn't gladly help them, why should we expect anyone above us on the ladder to gladly help us? Yeah. So we've got, to, we've got to imagine that this ladder is kind of infinite. It goes on up forever and it also goes down forever. And we're just somewhere on it. And we should be reaching up and reaching down as well. So reaching up to be helped up, but reaching down to help somebody else up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're, when we're looking at these relationships, we've got to be looking at them, not what's in it for me, what's the benefit I'm going to get from this relationship, but how can I also help that person? But also, how, how can I look around me and help somebody else anywhere, on any level, at any stage in their, in their kind of career or relationships or whatever? Does that make sense? Oh, truly. And that for me, I love it when people send me an email and ask me a question or want to want to spend a moment talking and, and have a question. It's like, it, to me, I find that a lot of those questions actually, they make me dig deep into my knowledge mm-hmm. bank and say, I've got the answer. Here it is because I've been there. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, I personally think it's great. So yeah, that's a great idea. It's like, why if I'm willing to open up and, and answer the questions and be of service, then somebody else probably is saying, yes, me, you know, me too. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll do that too. Hey, Stuart. So, yeah, Stuart, sorry. Monica, I, I got something to piggyback on your conversation oh, here. Yeah. yeah and, right. that, and that is, I know in, in the past when I've been seemingly stuck with something or I just, I'm not in a, a happy place, when whenever I'm able to help someone else, whether it has anything to do with my career or what I want to do moving forward that I feel stuck with, when I'm able to help somebody else, it pushes me forward, no matter what it is. It, I feel better and I feel more confident moving forward in, in whatever my ventures are. I think that that's a huge piece in building confidence. And you know what we're all talking about here, helping other people can lift us up and lift that confidence to where we realize that we do have something to offer those other people down the ladder, something as well. And I think with what you were just saying that you were saying, who am I to talk to this person yet Mm. where are what I feel is that we all have something to offer. No matter who we are, we do have something to offer them as well. That's right. And I, th- I think you, you hit upon exactly where the confidence comes from there. It comes from both sides, doesn't it? Because when we reach up and somebody helps us, we feel confident because they noticed us. They noticed us enough that they wanted to help us, and that makes us feel more confident. And when we reach back down and we help somebody else, it's, it, we get that significance but a rush. But, hey, we were able to help somebody else. I must be a pretty good person because I just managed to help somebody else. So we get the confidence from both ends of that. So that's a, it's a really um, brilliant confidence builder. But if we were looking, just going back to the, the mental blocks that we keep getting about reaching out to people, if I go back to, say, Jace, have you ever thought of blocks that you might have to reaching out to people that, that, that you think would would be a good contact for you. 
Have I ever had block to that? Reaching out to people yeah. would be a good contact? Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to be massively insecure. And even today, sometimes, instead of just making the call, I think, oh, I need to have all my stuff in order. I've got to I've gotta get my stuff together and make sure everything's straight. I know exactly what I'm going to talk about and exactly what I'm going <laughs> to do. And then I'll call them. And usually, that's, they don't even care about all the stuff I was prepping about when if I just called... <laughs> everything would have been fine. Yeah, we try and cram in war and peace into our brains so that if they ask us any question, we can have an answer to it, and they don't ask us any of those questions. <laughs> it's a bit like what Sol was saying last week about when we plan, it's, it's a, you know, we're cheering the gods up because they're going to scupper those plans anyway. <laughs> you cheering the what up? I'm sorry. But they're gonna, the, the gods are going to scupper our plans, aren't they? They're just going just to throw them to the wind. The old quote, the best way to inspire laughter of the gods, make plans. Make plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get around that, Jace? How do you now move past that and, and, and make the context that you want to? I just call. I try not to think about it too much. <laughs> and <laughs> the more I do that, the more I just take action, the more I'm just myself without overthinking it. Like that, like, like that day I told you about yesterday. I just Things go well, and I realize, wow, you know, people like me. I don't have to have everything perfect. Things don't have to all be worked out. And it, it definitely helps to have people in my life who will take the time to, to tell me how much they appreciate and how much they like me. That, it's amazing how much one small world, word or sentence can change a life. I know it has had a big impact in my life for sure when people uh, share those positive words with me. Yeah, and, and it's the deepest relationships that we have that the smallest word can make that difference, isn't it? Because if we were just walking down the street and a complete stranger said, hey, Jason, you are a great guy. See ya, bye, and walked on, it wouldn't mean much to you. But if, if somebody incredibly close to you says the same words, it will have a huge impact on you, won't it? Mm. So yeah, yeah. And the other, the other, the opposite is true too. I, I think one of the, the biggest things I've had to do in my life is unlearn a lot of what I was told about myself from some authority figures in my life when I was growing up. And uh, it's been difficult. I, I just pray that parents and people in an authority position can really monitor what they say. It makes such a such a big difference. Yeah, but you've done some NLP training, haven't you? Well, you, you're an NLP practitioner, is that right? NLP, hypnosis, just personal development in general. I've done all right. kinds of stuff. So you, like the rest of us, know the power of those words that we use when we're talking to people. Yeah, my friend Bill was going to write a book, and he was going to put sticks and stones my, may break my bones, but words will surely kill me. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's it, isn't it? We, we don't realize that the negative words, even when we're doing them in jest, can sink deep in, inside of us. Yeah. And it's, um, we don't want to be complete and utter language and thought police all the time. Of course we don't. But if we get into the habit of speaking in a positive way towards people, trying to bring them up instead of trying to bring them down, then we can, we can kind of fix that incrementally without having to have this huge mindset change overnight. Well, you said something critical there. We don't want to have thought police, and I don't want to be responsible for policing anyone else's thoughts. And I'm a big believer in the Bible, and in the Bible it says take every thought captive. 
It doesn't say take some or take them when you're in a good mood. It says take every thought captive. And to me, that mm. means take every thought captive and determine whether or not this is the, the thought you want or not and get rid of the other one and keep the great ones. Yeah, definitely. So, Anna, you, uh, have you ever had blocks to, to making connections and deepening relationships? In my own personal little realm of people, not really. I feel like I've always liked different types of people and stuff. But as I'm moving into really expanding myself as, as a coach, but also as a speaker and someone who pulls in conversations, because that's what I do on my show. I have conversations with other people. I've had to get over some, yeah, some pretty heavy-duty blocks and, and asking, just merely go out and asking for that. And fortunately, I mean, it's it, you still, sometimes when I have a group of people I want to send an email to, you know, every once in a while I'll catch myself hesitating hitting the send button because it's like it, you still have that issue. It's definitely something that is a, is a constant, I don't want to say it's a struggle, but it's something that I work on, but then I say, why not? Because again, all they can do is say no, or all they can do is say yes. And and I say, well, I don't want to put that energy into it, the no into it before I send. So I'll sit with it for a minute and I'll say, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. Whoever responds, responds, and we'll just get it going. And then what I've found recently um, is now people are sending me messages and saying, hey, can I get on your show? A lot of times I may not know who they are, and I'll Google them and just find out and f- come to find out some of these folks have quite large followings and it's like wow and then I want to know how they found out about my show so that gives me obviously is building my confidence in the asking but yeah I, I still I still have that little bit of a block mm. so what was the tipping point you said that you, you were like that but now you're you're learning not to be that way you know what I it just it, there's something what well, here's what's here's the funny part for the longest time in my life I wanted to be a stand-up comedian and I've done I've done some of that and I've realized that getting up on that stage has been one of the biggest ways to chip away that idea of speaking in public for me. And I found it's easier it's gotten easier and easier small starting with small groups and then getting into bigger groups and now hopefully getting into bigger groups, right? So really it was one of those you've always wanted to do this. What is stopping you? And so I had to ask myself, what is stopping me? from getting up on the stage? What is stopping me from getting up in front of these groups? And what I found was really understanding that I really create my world. I started talking to people and my groups got bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden it was, it happened sort of naturally. So that was nice. And I looked up and all of a sudden I'm speaking to 30 or 40 people and you're like, whoa, there's my group. And I didn't feel, I felt very confident that put some confidence in there. And now it's it's just, okay, I'm doing that, but now I'm doing these radio shows. I want to grow my station, obviously. So how do I do that? And I'm finding if I have relationships with people, if I am getting to know other people or, or, or actually finding myself kind of hanging out with certain groups, which I'm finding, and it's like, and I can go back and say, I'm on my timeline. It's like, I met so-and-so here and this, and they introduced me to this person and this. You know, I'm looking at all of that. I have been so blessed. And how all of this is unfolding. Bottom line is, life is too short. <laughs> Go for your dreams. Go for what it is that you want to do. I mean, that is the bottom line. And nothing can stop you if you decide this is my dream and I'm going for it. 
So, uh, Elaine, you've got obviously over the blocks in your past because your you know your business is really really key to you have to be networking all the time. I'm guessing is that right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes, networking all the time. But that's kind of fun because you know you get out talking to people and you just learn a lot. You know, there's even other network marketing people and. It's. I mean, the best products I think are in network marketing, and, and just to find out what is out there. I mean, I like. I don't know what I don't know, and every time I talk to someone, I learn something that I didn't know before I met them. So it's good when you can get that conversation going, and you get inspired about something you don't even know about. Mm. And they're doing something you might want to do, or they're in a group you might want to join, or whatever it is. And so, if um, you were to look back in your life, is it? Can you easily identify? Certain people that helped you get into that place where you were confident enough to network quite quite well. Yeah, I used to be painfully shy. I guess when I was growing up, you know, I'd be mm-hmm. always the kid in the back of the room, in the back of the picture, or whatever. <laughs> I was never upfront about anything. I think it just came over time. I think I, I did my MBA program at Johns Hopkins. I think you had to stand up in front of the classes a lot. That kind of got me more comfortable with it. And I had good teachers and, and bosses and different people through the years that have really helped me grow in that capacity. But I think the public speaking came mostly out of my MBA program because there's so much group presentation. Okay. So I'm, I'm guessing you probably had to build pretty good relationships in those programs and with your teachers in order to have them build the confidence in you to be able to go out and do that. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, and I like hanging about with people that are smarter than I am because, like I said, you can always learn something. And they have different skills and talents that maybe I don't have that I would like to learn to be, get those into my skill set or at least be able to be comfortable with that skill. Because, you know, sometimes you get people that are just masters at something. You know, I see that in my estrogenics business. I'm working with three ladies who are awesome. And it's so fun to be with them. And they're so much smarter about this business than I am because uh, they've been doing it for a lot of years. It's, it's fun to – I never thought I would actually – be too much of a salesperson. I just think there was more sharing than sales, and these gals just know how to do it. And if somebody's interested in the product, that's great, and if it's not for them, that's fine yeah. too. Well, sharing and learning, they're the same thing a lot of the time, aren't they? And yeah. uh, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember who said it, but they said something like, when I go to a party or go to an event or a meeting or something, I want to make sure I'm not the smartest person in the room. Right. Because they want to, they're into continually learning. They want to grow, and to grow, you've got to learn. So you, right. And, you know, I try and, I try and make sure I do that every single day. Right. I'm learning something every single day because then I'm hopefully that I'm growing as well. But, and, and if we understand, like we, we spoke about this, uh, me and Jay spoke about this about from martial arts, when you're teaching it, you actually get to learn it better yourself. Well, if we're in a position where we can network with people and we can learn from them, that's great for us. But also, again, a bit like that ladder, when we look back and we help somebody else, we help to teach somebody else or share something with somebody else, we're not only helping them, but we're, we're learning that as well. We're getting a deeper understanding of that thing by, by sharing it, by teaching it. Right, so totally all, great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think her soul has got a little challenge for us of some description. The soul dancer laboratory. Mm, all right, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I present to you for your edification this little 2013 calendar challenge. I'd like to hear from each of you one unique thing you would like to know about 
everybody in your contact list. If you think of all the people in your phone, your online <laughs> mailing lists, where, whatever lists you have, I would like to run through just very quickly for those on the show. And then for those listening in, this applies to you too. This is an exercise for you also. One unique thing you want to know about everybody on your list. And please be more creative than what's your favorite color or what's your favorite season. What one unique thing will help you build a really solid relationship with people by knowing that piece of information. And so I'm going to start off with Elaine. Elaine, and by the way, just to get this a little more interesting, if if whatever Elaine mentions is already on your list, you're going to have to come up with something else. You can't repeat it. <laughs> I guess I'm glad I'm first. Then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I don't know if this is too trivial for you, so, but I'm a reader, and I would always want to know what kind of books are they reading. What was their latest book that they read? What's their favorite book? Something along those lines. Beautiful. Because I certainly have my favorites. and But I am a reader. And what normally happens when they do talk about a book is I'm immediately getting that book. You know, it's what do with your book, too. You know, the day we, I first met you, I already had downloaded your book onto my Kindle, you know, because I'm just a reader, and I love to learn things. And so that would be my thing, I think, would be, you know, what's your favorite book? All right, so Elaine, on your 2013 calendar, for the month of January, your question at the top of your calendar is, what are you reading? Okay. And if anybody else wants to add these upcoming ideas onto their how am I going to get to know other people questions list, you're gonna, the, the, the challenges will make sense here as we go down the list here. Stuart, what, what's one thing that you find intriguing about people that you would like to know on about everybody on your list? Their PIN number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, note to self. Okay, got it. Uh-huh, all right. Your second item that people would be more than willing to share with you? Uh, that's, this is a, that's a tough challenge to throw out like this. You can always go on to Jace. Yeah, give me a couple of minutes. Okay, it's, it's going to get harder because if Jace mentions what you were going to mention, got to think of something else. Jace, what's uh, one thing that you find intriguing? So I thought of this before you told me uh, the context that we're going to have to ask people, but I'll still share it. Um, it's have you ever been broken? And I, I mean like by life broken. I heard, a, I heard a speaker once say that they don't trust anybody that hasn't been broken yet. You know, just like totally gone through that period of devastation, losing it all emotionally, you know, or financially. Really be curious about that. Like if they've ever been broken, when it was, what happened, what put them back together, and, and how is their life better because of it, you know? And as an adjunct, not that they'd want to go through it again, but would they choose it again? And, and like, what wisdom did they learn from it? All right. So, January, are you going to ask everyone you meet? How I don't say everyone I meet, but people I get into good conversations with. All right. So, there's another good database question to start to get to really know people. Monica. Jace, I love I love yours. I uh, I've never thought about asking people that. <laughs> and so mine is I want to know what people are passionate about. 
mm. what really what what gets them going, what they value most, what they spend their time and money and energy on. I I, I know in some conversations that I've that I've had in the past is that some people don't know what that is. I I because I at at times in my life I wasn't sure what that was either. Yet if that came across to me, it would push me, and I would uh. I'd want to know that for myself. I, I kind of like to ask pointed questions like that so it gets other people thinking if they don't know the answer yet. Yum. Yum. All right, Stuart, are you ready, or should we move to Anna next? No, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I love the Jace one as well. I, in fact, I like them all. Books, because we're all into books, right, and, uh, and, and what people's passions are. For me, it would, it would possibly be, what is their pick-me-up thought? What's the thought they have that gets them out of a funk, you know, gets them out of that hole in the ground that we sometimes find ourselves in? Hmm. Okay. That's another gummy one. I like it. All right, Anna? I want to know what each person appreciates about themselves. Ah, that's an insightful question. You're good, some good gold digging there. Mm. Uh-huh. So my challenge to you all and to everyone listening is to come up with 12 similar questions. Each month, write this question. Write one question at the top of your calendar each month. What is that one thing you want to get to know about everybody in your list, everybody that you meet that you want to build a relationship to? It's the same question for everybody for that month. And then I would encourage you to create for lack of better words, maybe a large word document or some sort of some sort of tickler file. Maybe you start a sheet of paper. The one nice thing about starting a three-ring binder with sheets of paper is uh, unless you burn it or it gets lost, it doesn't crash and needs constant updates. <laughs> but as you get these answers, as you go through the year, and you may not necessarily be able to ask all of your questions to everybody on your list. But as you begin to fill out that list, as time goes by, you're going to have some really yummy stuff that will help build a rock-solid relationship with people. And I would have to imagine a byproduct is you'd have more confidence talking to that person, asking for their help, or that they would have more confidence vice versa, talking to you and asking for your help. Yeah? Yeah, I think if people reveal something about themselves that's quite personal and and means a lot to them, I think you do immediately have a have a deeper connection with them. Ultimately, as you keep good notes, and you do this in a very wise, judicious way, and I would recommend that these are notes that are password protective because these are important pieces. But if I called you up, Elaine, let's say I just call you up out of the blue. And I'm just, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk in a while. And I happen to drop the fact that maybe your partner's anniversary is coming up. And you, for whatever reason, because of life is so busy and so forth and so on, you maybe have spaced the fact that three days from now, your partner's birthday is coming up. And I just reminded you of your partner's birthday. Would, would it be likely that you'd go, whoa, wow. And now my name goes to the top of your list of people you definitely want to keep in touch with? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think so. And that's really not too far off for me because I've been known to forget my wedding anniversaries. <laughs> Birthdays is even lower than that on the priority list. <laughs> 
I couldn't remember the year or the past. I mean, sometimes get the month right, but that's in the general area. But I know it was winter time. You know? <laughs> yeah, I could see that definitely happening. And I'd be impressed that you actually can keep track of that because I'm one of the – I just cannot keep track of any of that. Year after year, I may put it in my calendar for one year, but it never makes the next calendar or whatever. So I'm, hor- I'm horrible at that. So that was a great example. Well, mahalo. It's these sneaky little ways that you get paid what you're worth in the form of confidence. When I have my own tickler file, I mean, we now have so many different electronic ways to ping us information when we need it. I have a very extensive tickler file, and I have all these little factoids about people. I have people's birthdays popping up. I have people's anniversaries popping up. I have children's graduations popping up. And I'll put it on my radar to, at the very least, give someone an email, and if I can, give them a phone call and just say howdy and say, how, how's, uh, how's Nancy's uh, birthday party shaping up? You know, And they're like, oh, my God, that's right, la, 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 la. So that is my challenge for you all to start building your group. This is how your worth grows, by deepening that relationship. What's a trigger? What's a trigger for each of you that you just sniff out, you feel a person being less than genuine? Meaning if somebody's taking a bunch of interest in you all of a sudden, and it's not a genuine interest, what, what's your trigger? How, what, what gets... What bell, what whistle goes off in you that says, you know what, this person, what's what's this person's game plan? I'll start out with Anna. Anna, what triggers you to make you question a person's genuineness? Mm, probably just in their, just in their demeanor when they get in touch. Because I'm not a super, not saying I'm not super serious, but. I feel like the com- I will really have to have a conversation with them, and I can kind of sense stuff in the conversation, I guess, the content of the conversation or maybe how they're being in their presence. Um, for me, it's more about an energetic connection than anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, from, from my point of view, if people don't kind of offer to reciprocate, I don't mind somebody calling me up and just asking me questions. I was having a, a conversation with somebody online uh, the other day about how men and women communicate slightly differently. And men are kind of, I mean, I'm generalizing here, but men are kind of information exchangers. We just go in for the info and then we get out again. And women kind of, that would be just a bit too cold for women. So they kind of, they nurture it out. And so the whole conversation takes a bit longer. So but for me, if, if, I got, if anybody just comes to me and they just start asking me information that's going to help them, it's completely fine. But if they don't then offer to reciprocate, even if I don't need them to reciprocate, then, then I would probably start to think, hmm, this is a bit of a one-way street. This is Monica. I definitely pay attention to people. Well, if, if it's in person, definitely pay attention to their eye contact. And a big thing for me is if somebody is asking me a question, and they don't fully let me answer, and they ask me another question, they're really not interested. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Those those two right there off the bat, if they're not fully connected and they're not listening to my answers that they're asking for, I will, uh, I'll shut down and I'll be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jace, you want to add anything to that? 
Yeah, very similar to Monica's. It's when they're not listening to my answers or they start talking before I'm finished with my answer. Um, really, you listening to me or not? That's that's a big clue for me. They're not listening. Like, uh, yeah, but but they, they don't fit, let me finish my answer. Have you finished? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you. Ooh. <laughs> I knew someone was gonna say that. <laughs> We've got to keep it light, haven't we? So, Elaine, you meet a lot of people all the time with your networking. How do you kind of get around this, whether people are just taking rather than reciprocating? Right. Well, I think if they're only interested in themselves and they never ask me any question about me, then that's kind of a blatant wake-up thing that they really don't care about me. They're just trying to get their point across. And whether I might have yeah. interested in that or not, you know, they don't have any interest in learning anything about me. So I think that's probably the primary one. It's great to learn about each other when you do networking. That's the point. So I guess that's the big thing for me. What's the, what's the way that we can turn that around? If somebody's just, or, or they just seem to be taking, let's say that we give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not just taking, we're just perceiving it that way. How can we turn it around so that we can, that we can try and get them to reciprocate or show that they are, they're, they're open to reciprocating? Right. Well, I guess asking them questions, trying to get them, maybe they will say something I'm interested in, you can pick up on something they say, that, oh, I like that too, or I'm interested in that topic, or that book, or that movie, or whatever. Well, you can maybe get a conversation going that way when you find a common bond of some kind. So I suppose those find questions one. that we, from that challenge that Sol just given us, that they're actually pretty penetrating questions to ask, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. As we normally do, I'd like to do a quick rundown. Everybody, what was your takeaway from this particular leg of our journey? Anna, why don't you kick it off? Uh, my takeaway was I'm already in the process of building some amazing relationships. This just helped me become very, very aware of it. Mm, great. Monica? Same of gain, gaining awareness. A reminder of to stay, to stay really open with everyone that I meet because I uh, might be surprised. Mm. Oh, so true, so true. Jace? Uh, mine is that the question that I thought people would freak out about, uh, you guys seem to, to like. So there's something to uh, asking what's really there for you, like learning to be authentic. All right. Sweet. Stu, you've done an awesome job. Everybody, a round of applause for Stu, please. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome job. Your your takeaway for today? Uh, My takeaway, I think, is that we can build our confidence, not only by making connections with people that might be able to help us and that we can help them, but also looking the other way and just seeing who can I help in the other direction. And we can can actually build our confidence by doing that as well. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very a, A good 360 perspective. Excellent. Elaine? I liked one of your quotes, which is on page 86. By learning more about others, you learn more about yourself. I thought Ah, that was great. uh, That is from firsthand experience, let me tell you. And on (laughs) behalf of Isabel and Crystal, Crystal, I just got a text. She's not feeling very well these days, so I would uh, like everyone to just give send Crystal a, a nice bunch of energy for whatever she needs to do. And Isabel, I'm sure she'll be back with us and sharing her stories next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a 12-week journey. We have just concluded our 
halfway mark. If you envision an hourglass design, the good old shapely hourglass, which is generally at open up at the top, it funnels down to a narrow neck, and then that neck passes through to the bottom half where it's open at the bottom. We have just completed our top half of the hourglass. And between now and the next show, like the sands running through that neck, we are going to prepare to get into that second half. Our first part of the journey is all about me, us, individuals. The first half of our journey of building confidence is getting to know yourself so well, so much more robustly, refreshing that information so that you're very awake and aware about who you are. We are not going to flip into everybody else. We're going to go from our inner worlds to our outer world. So in show number 7 through 12, we're going to start going out into the world and seeing how we can build our confidence outside in our outside worlds. So any final thoughts before we wrap up? Sounds great. All right, everybody. Thank you again. And and with that, crew, on the count of three, I'd like to hear a rounding aloha to wish everyone a fabulous week. One, two, three. Aloha! And now a few words from Lillian. Thank you for listening to PWR Network. I'm Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Network. I personally thank you, as well as my other listeners, for your support. To enjoy the benefits being heard by our 8 million-plus listeners, call me at 734-827-9406 to explore how to become a PWR Network host or sponsor. Once again, I'm Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Network. Thank you for listening to this program. We look forward to hearing from you. Calling all PWR Network fans and followers heads up. For a limited time, we're offering a lifetime registered PWR membership for the flat one-time cost of 20 bucks. When we reach 90,000 registered lifetime members, and that's just 1% of our documented 9 million listeners, this lifetime membership offer ends. To learn more about all the perks that you're going to get as a PWR Network fan and follower, visit pwrtalk.com today. Click the Gratitude Options button at the top and check out all your perks. Aloha, Soul Dancer here. I am the host for PWR Network's Confidence Building Series. Attention all network marketing business builders. What's the one thing every successful network marketer has in common? It's called confidence. Do you need help building confidence, not only in your own business, but in helping other people build their businesses? To learn more about how I'm paying network marketing business builders, yes, I'm paying you to build a successful team by building their confidence, call me at 312-268-0000. Again, 312-268-ALL-ZEROS to learn how I will pay you to build a successful network marketing business. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 